always great to be in God's presence. Amen. Going by it in prayers. Heavenly Father, I give you praise. I thank you for today. Thank you for all you've done, all you are doing, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the word we've been hearing, Lord. Thank you for we're about to step into another as a family. I pray, Lord, that you think through my mind, you speak through my lips today, your word. I won't come here and speak my own perspective on things, but you speak through me today in the name of Jesus. You give me utterance, Lord. You release understanding in this room in the name of Jesus. Be thou glorified, for in Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you turn your Bible to the book of John chapter 10, verse 3 to 5? The Bible says, To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, and the stranger they will not follow. But we flee from him, for they know the, not the voice of strangers. Last week we started um, hearing the voice of God. First Sunday, I think that was 5th of January, we talked about just doing it. Um, just doing what? Doing what you're told to do. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 2 verse 5, the mother of Jesus speaking to the servant, whatsoever thing he asks you to do, just do it. You know, do whatsoever thing he asks you to do. And so for so many people, their problem is actually doing. And for some, they are not even hearing what to do. And for some, they are not even sure if what they are hearing is from God or just from themselves or even from the devil. And so we've been, you know, we started out, you know, last week, you know, in explaining all of this. Last week I talked about the necessities, you know, I gave us four necessities why every believer, you know, everybody should hear God's voice. The first one I said is for, for what? For dominion and expression. The second one was what? That's heaven and earth experience. That is the will of the Father being done here on earth. The, the third one was what? Sheep shepherd's duties. Amen. And then the fourth one was what? Unity of the body of Christ. So it's very important for us to be to hear the, the voice of God consistently. And I gave us a fundamental last week, which is what? The Holy Spirit. This is the basics for hearing God's voice. Right now, we don't. This is Jesus Christ speaking to his disciples here, explaining to them that his sheep hear his voice. But right now, Jesus, at, at the time Jesus was in a physical form, was speaking to them directly. But right at the moment, he's no longer here in body, in flesh. So right, right now, how is he speaking through to us? He's speaking through us through, through his spirit. And where is his spirit? The spirit is actually dwelling inside of you. The Bible says, greater is it that it's in you than he that is where? In the world. So the spirit bears witness with our own spirit that we are what? We are children of God. And... I also said something that God is spirit and created us in his own image. That is, you are a spirit. Everyone here, we are all spirits in this room. You have a soul and you're living in the body. When you leave the earth here, you're still going to exist. You're still going to be living. Because of what? Your spirit never dies. You're never going to die. And so you have privilege to be a spirit being. Amen. So many things we, are, we, are, we see here on earth, they are going to perish, they are going to decay, including your body. But your spirit is never going to die. You're going to be alive forever. And it's in your spirit, God communicates with you. Amen. So, it says his sheep hears his voice. Let's go to verse 8 to 11. It says, all that have come before me are thieves 
and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good sheep giveth his life for the sheep. Verse 27 to 28 says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me I, and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hands. Amen. Um, when we come to hearing God's voice, I, 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 have you ever seen somebody who have made this kind of expression before saying that thing, that evil thing that just happened, happened because God wanted to teach the person a lesson. Have you ever heard something like that. People always make a statement like that. That is God wants to show you something. That's why he made that thing happen to you. He made, the Bible says every good and perfect gift, James chapter 1 verse 17, comes from who? From the Lord. Will a shepherd, I know there's a place of discipline, if you check the book of Hebrews chapter 8, Jesus, you know, um, Apostle Paul explaining how the father disciplines the child. But the father is never going to do evil to your child. It's just like now your dad destroying everything you have so that he will teach you a lesson. Is it possible for that? No. Maybe you built your house, you know, dream, you have your own house and just set it on fire to teach you a lesson. Is it possible? Instead, how would your father teach you lessons? He would speak with you at once. The most he can do is maybe to scold you. Amen. Some people I know their own scolding comes with slap. Amen. But every, you know, a father-son relationship Amen. And so the only way God teaches us, or the only way God instructs us, is by speaking to us. Every evil that comes to life here is of the devil. Because every of God's plan for you, they are of good and not of evil. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 says that the plans I have for you, they are what? They are of good and not of evil. So everything God has for you, everything perfect. Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, it says that after he created the earth, he saw that everything was good. Remember when he said to let there be light, it was like, so that the light was what? It was good. Everything good, good, good. Nothing, there is no unrighteousness in God. And so God leads us to get to pasture. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not what? I shall not want. He makes me to what? He lie down in green pastures. So everything, you know, good, 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 good. He says, the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life in abundance. So if you see destruction anywhere, it's of the devil. It's not of God. So, when people begin to speak rubbish like that to you, you know, run away from such. We're going to go deeper into all of these things about God's voice. So, there are many people who are holding on to curses in their life. And they just feel God is teaching them lessons. No! The curses of the devil. The Bible says, um, Galatians chapter 3 verse um, 13, says that what? Christ has redeemed, has redeemed us from what? The curse of the law. Um, for curses any man that angered on the tree, so that what the blessing of Abraham shall be what upon us, and we receive this blessing through what through faith, and faith in what faith in the word of God, faith in the voice of God, what God has spoken to us. Bible says faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That is hearing from God, hearing the voice of God. Amen. We're going to go deeper. I'm just going to give us two stories. Something that happened. Uh, one is me. Uh, it's connected to myself. The first one is connected to you know, Russia here. Several years ago during communism, um, the, you know what KGB is? You've heard of KGB movies or something like that. Former KGB is no longer in existence. And um, 
they used to disturb the church whenever they are meeting. So every time this particular church, you know, anywhere, even if they change location, security operatives just come, you know, come to their midst and just disrupt the meeting. And they were wondering, like, who is, you know, who is snitching amongst them? Like, who is the, who is, um, is it, which other word can I use? Who is the spy amongst them? So, like, it kept going on and on, on and on. And, you know, they're about to start the meeting and the next thing, KGB comes in, destroys the meeting. And like, okay, you know what? The, 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 the pastor had a plan and he said, uh, brethren, uh, next meeting, We'll not disclose it to you or just go and hear from God. We'll pray to God. Wherever God tells you, that's where we're going to meet. And the next meeting, they all gathered except for one person. And that was the end of their problem for life. Just one person. And that's, this is real. And that's a sensitive church. That's a church that listens to God. And so many times, you know, for many of us, we're like hearing from God, hearing from God. How is it? It is very real. God wants you to hear his voice. If I ask you, this, like, who has heard from God before? You see some people so people actually hear from God, but you know they are not really sure. Is it me? Anybody like that? Is it me? Is it my voice? Or Amen. So that's why I'm going to you know go deeper in God's word today, you know, to explain all of this. I'm going to take my time again. Last week I said I was taking my time, taking my time again today. Even if it means me, you know, finishing it up on Thursday, come to church on Thursday, I'll finish it. Amen. So the second story I'm going to give to us, you know, when you have, when you have testimonies like this, it makes it you know. It gives us that confidence that it is possible. Um, that was over a year, you know, one year ago. And God told me, you know, start recording sermons. You know, God told me, start recording sermons. I was like, ah, for example, I don't like my talking voice. It's just, you know, these days I'm beginning to get used to it. I'm like, oh my God. So, because those days, even if I record it my phone, I'm like, hey God, so this body is supposed to suffer. <laughs> I just pause it in me like, it's enough, it's enough. And first of all, I don't like my talking voice. The second thing again, I was like, I always felt a little bit insufficient until God warned me. He's like, so are you trying to tell me the message I gave to you is not enough? And I was like, okay, I repented from that. And then the third one has to do with the right equipment. So I used that equipment as, you know, the main thing. So that, you know, like God, you know, we don't have the equipment for this. And he kept looking at me, fooling myself and all of that. So beginning of this year, so that the recording sermons from this year, I was like, oh, yes, yes, I love the It's not this year. The year can start anytime, you know, to start. And I, I, it was on the 4th of January, loud and clear. Saturdays, I don't go out. I'm usually indoors preparing for Sunday messages, and Sunday, Sunday message. And he just told me, like, get out of this house now. Go and get that equipment. I was like, oh, there's no money. It's like, you have money. Use that, everything you have, go and get it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get it. And I stepped out, you know, I went, I got the equipment, just for me to arrive at my house, he came again with another task. And I was like, which kind of problem is this? And that's how God is. Because when you follow him, if you, you know, he tells you something, you do it. He tells you another thing. If you want to see the miraculous, just keep doing it. Just keep doing what God instructs you to do. So I got to my house and then he was like, oh, son, I, I have a plan for you guys. I was like, what's the plan? I'm like, you know, when he says he has a plan, everything is what? It's good. I was like, I want... Uh, first of all, I like I, I want a church office where you know uh, we're going to have our midweek services. That one because we rent a different facility, and then a, a church office where you know that is functioning. That okay, we say that everybody can actually access the church office. I'm like, what's this? Like uh, bills? You know, the first thing that comes to my mind, money. And I say, oh God, you know, we are running with students here. Yeah, where's the money going to come from? And 
this. He was like, that's what I want. Then the second one, he said that very soon you are going to have your own building. I laughed. Like, I, I love beauty, little God. In this country, I so love. And I just, just and it, it stopped there. You know, remember what happened between, um, you know, when God told Abraham the promise at first, he took it as a joke. Sarah, as a mother of her, she laughed and lied that she did not laugh. And that was the same thing. I love her like beauty. Okay, let's go. So, on the 6th of January, you know, the Amadis were around. Allow me to enjoy myself, give you this story. Amen. And um, 6th of January, I was speaking with the Amadis, you know, Aik Amadi and his wife. You saw them this Sunday, the, you know, the people I'm talking about. And then we we're speaking, and immediately he began to explain why every church, I don't know why he started speaking, he's talking about that, why every church needs an office, why every church needs their own building. He began to explain, and I was like, I was really angry. I was like, you know, like why is like why is God doing like this? So I, you know, sometimes when somebody's telling you, sometimes you're excited, you want to say yes, yes, God. Told me. But that one, I was like, ah, no. So I just, I calmed down. Like I listened to him. He was explaining. Maybe at that point, I didn't even know if he knew God was speaking to him. And I calmed down. Then he left. On the ninth, no, was it ninth? Nine days afterwards, nine plus six. On the fifteenth. I was spending time with God and immediately just like, oh, like, get out of this place right now. I was, I was meditating, like, get out of this place right now. I'm like, for what? Say, go to this particular building. They have a space there, and I was like, space that they don't, they will not have space. Say, get out of this place right now. So I, you know, I took my bag and I got out. I went straight, you know, went to the director's office in that particular building. I was like, people have space here. She's like, oh, we have three. I was like, oh, you people have three. Okay, can I see them? They come tomorrow. And like, I just checked, like, no, tell her you want to see it right now. I'm like, I, I, I must see it right now. I said, okay, no problem. I followed her. We went to the first place. He said, no, this is not the get out of here. We went, I merely went out the second one. It was like, this is the place. And we like, let's go. To, I said, no, no, this, this is the one that, you know, this is the one we want. I explained to her how it's for church. I said, it's fine and everything. And then she gave me huge, you know, huge cost. The price is a lot. It's big, it's fat. See, I told you. <laughs> like, and he was like, no, pricing. No, I kept pricing. We negotiated and very sweet negotiation. They gave us dropped 40% of the initial price. And that's how God works. Amen. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to explain that. So you see, it's so beautiful hearing from God. So I'm giving, and this is how God wants all of us to be working. Yo, every, almost everything I do, not almost like I've, by, by grace of God, I try my best, you know, to move commanded by God. See so that who is, Lamentation chapter 3, verse 7, we say, Who is that commanded a thing and is coming to pass when the Lord has commanded it not? That is only that which God has commanded comes to pass. Many, many people are actually struggling today concerning many you know, uh, assignments because they are not hearing from God. They are just moving by luck. They try here, it doesn't work out. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 says, As men are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? Sons of God. And verse 19 says that the whole creation, the whole world, everybody, creation, including goats, including cats, everything, they are waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God, for the expression of the sons of God. And so those who would express, who would emerge, are those who actually listen to God. And anything God tells them to do, they do it. So you have the Spirit of God inside of you for a purpose, not for waste. You are not for you to just know anytime we come to church, some people they like their tongue so much, the tongue is so nice. They they don't even shout it, they just stay in one place and they're like, Oh my god, wow, you know what? I'm changing levels. It's not for only that, it's for works. It's for works. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Are you guys excited? Amen. Hey, glory to Jesus. Okay, another fundamental thing I'm just going to drop it before I go into the indicators is actually the place of the soul. Remember, I said that what every human being, you are what spirits that has a soul and is living where in the body. Now, it is possible for you to be hearing God, but then you have an imprint somewhere. Your soul, your soul, and that's the the soul is is what houses what the mind, your will, and your emotions. There are many people, remember Moses, God spoke to him and his soul was not okay and he was angry. And, amen, he had anger issues. He could not, you know, put it under suppression. Though he had God, but it affected his duty. And the same way with all of us. Many of us, you know, we are clouded by what we see physically. God wants us to see spiritually and he wants us to see clearly. And people begin to ask, is there any difference between the soul and the spirit? There's a clear Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 it says for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and the descender of the thoughts and intents of the heart Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 it says and the very God of peace sanctify you holy and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body Preserve blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God wants your soul to be rich. And that is where your mind is. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It, what did it say? It says here that, let me read from verse 1. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye may present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable worship or service. It says, and be not conformed to this word, that is, be not patterned to this word, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So there is, it's important for your reasoning, that you move from a place of um, walking by sensual um, instructions to revelational instructions. There are many people, they are so, you know, they are so moved by what they see. Faith is not, uh, it's a, um, we move by what? Faith and not by what? By sight. A very good example of someone who moved by sight and he paid for it is what? Is Lot. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 13, um, Lot and Abraham, you know, they are just returned to Egypt, to the land of Canaan. And they were both very wealthy, you know, they were wealthy people. Remember, Lot followed Abraham. God called Abraham in chapter 12. And he followed Abraham and he also became wealthy because he followed Abraham. And he, this is, and he began to fight with his uncle. He was fighting with his uncle, and the uncle like, okay, you know what? Lot, if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. You choose first. And he, you know, he raised his head and he looked like, wow, he saw Sodom and Gomorrah. This is beautiful. Like, beautiful. And he turned back. <laughs> there's no land. There's nothing there. Everything is dry. They're like, you know what? Um, bro, like, Abraham, you know, I take care. You take behind. And he felt like, okay, that is what you want, no problem. And then he left. He took that place. And after he left, God then spoke to Abraham, raise your head up. The land you see, to the left, to the right, to the breadth, the length, to the width, everything you see, I will give it to you. And I will bless you in this place. And it didn't take much time. Immediately, where um, Sodom and Gomorrah was what? Was destroyed by fire. And so, many times we are moving, okay, this thing, and God, like, that thing, that thing has been marked for destruction. Come over to this place. And we were like, no, 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 no. This is what we want. 
you don't have to be there are, there are many people who believe oh, they must travel to Canada you know Canada is raining right now you must travel to Canada before you make it in life I'm telling you there are people even in the, in the, the poorest country of the world that are living better lives than those who are probably in that Canada amen so it was just Instagram you know there are people you know right now Russia is also raining amen we just you know that guy is posing don't know the person that is posing don't know if he has eaten or not amen and so and until they come to reality, until they come to this place, like, hey, like, amen. Do I have a witness in this room? Hallelujah. So even if you check their Instagram, so beautiful, like, awesome. And you look at them like, oh, glory to Jesus. So God doesn't want us to move like that. There are some people, they look so nice. But when you get in, character, zero. And then the person you see, oh, when you go there, and before you know it, that particular person. And so, God wants us to walk correctly. So, I'm just explaining this place of soul because when God speaks to us, the soul can actually contaminate what God has said to us. So, even as, in as much as we feed our spirit, we should also feed our soul. Amen. And the only way to, re, to feed your soul is by what? Renew our mind. Now, how do you renew your mind? By the word of God. By the word of God. You keep renewing your mind. By the word of God. There are people, you know, emotional problems. They have, oh my God. So it's not, it's not difficult for them to begin to cry. And you think, why are you crying? Amen. And so they are easily, they are weak. And God wants you to be strong. And how do you know what is your strength based on? Because of what you know, God. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 12, verse 11b. If I'm missing it, or 32b, 12, 32b, or 11, 32b. Say, those who know their God, they shall what? Shall be strong, and they shall do what? Do exploit. So that knowing here is what? Is, you know God. You know God for yourself. Amen. So let me go straight to the indicators right now, very important. It's very, you know, what, what do I mean by indicators here? The indicators are actually, they are filters to know if this is from God. Or this is from you or from the devil. Amen. And these indicators are important. Many, I'm telling you, I'm very sincere. When we finish this um, message, you will discover that God has been speaking to you a very long time ago. But you don't know, you are not aware. Because of what? You were missing it in the place of indication. indication. You were confusing. This is really God. That's why it's important. Now, let me give you one very good example. Um, I come to you right now and I, don't, I tell you, you know, Donald Trump wrote me on Instagram begging me for money. What would you do? You would laugh at me. That another scammer. Somebody is scamming me right now. Or I say, you know, Bill Gates said, if I buy shares inside Microsoft right now, like you will laugh. Like I, that I should send him, I, I send $500, and then maybe after the next four months, I'll be receiving $2,000 from Microsoft. What would you do? You will laugh. Why? Because you know the best, you know you have idea of the personality of of Bill Gates, amen. And so you have idea also of the person of Donald Trump that will not come to this level. But if I come right, if now you you the same person, they tell you, I mean somebody around Kusk, for example, wrote you like now you are telling us that somebody around Kusk wrote you telling you that you should help him with five hundred dollars. Would you believe or not? You will believe because you know the person probably needs. That five hundred dollars, amen. Some people are putting their face. No, it's not you. Like I'm just saying, someone, amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So, and that's it's, that's the 
easiest thing. You know, knowing the personality of God is important. Knowing God for yourself will determine how you know you perceive you perceive his, his voice or what's the best grammar to use here will determine the accuracy of his voice. If your dad calls you right now with another number, the moment he says hello, what do you what, what happens immediately? You will know that's what. That's your dad. And if he goes further to what to speak your language, you will know that's what. That's your father. Like that is more assurance. I know some of you don't know your languages here, but you know that's more assurance. And you're greeting back your language, and you begin to discuss some things. The same thing. There's a language in the spirit. And when we begin to this, when when God is speaking to us, we know this is God. And you know the devil is everything concerning God. The devil always fights it. And he doesn't, he doesn't want to fight that. But then sometimes he twists the truth. Amen. That's his work. Like I call him twister. He twists it so that it looks too good to be true. He can even confront you with the same word of God. That's why you must know the word of God for yourself. Amen. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 11. I'm going to read. You know, it has to do with the temptation. Matthew chapter 4. The Bible says that Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So there was, they were already aware that this guy was going to come. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. First question, is Jesus the Son of God or not? He is the Son of God. Can Jesus turn stone into bread or not? He can but he doesn't need to prove any point to this guy. There are so many of us, you know, you just want to prove a point. Amen. Amen. The proof. They like to prove. Like, no, like, somebody tells you you are mad. You want to prove to the person you are not mad. In the process of proving to the person you are not mad, they will see madness. Somebody says, you are mad. Uh, okay. Because if a madman sees you on the street and says, you are mad. And like not mad, not that one, amen. <laughs> and just so it is, you're, you're mad, and you just begin to like you say, God forbid, I'm not mad. So people look at you, why are you answering madman? Amen. So the devil comes, he comes to twist the truth. You know, he knows like you are capable of doing this thing. So people come, they're like, uh, they burn you well. Threat, like, don't worry, they burn me very well. I don't need to show you. They gave that to me very well. And before you know, you begin to, no, calm down. He says, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, take note of this temptation. The first thing the enemies striked here was actually what? Was actually the flesh of man. Man consumes food. We like food very well. There are some people, this, this fasting we are doing, they're not doing it with us. Because even by 9 o'clock, their body is shaking already. They must eat. Amen. So, the next temptation, he went to, he went to atta uh, attack the soul. Then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, "If again, if you are the son of God, throw down yourself. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up 
lest you dash your foot against a stone. Look at what the devil is doing. He's quoting scriptures to Jesus Christ. And Jesus said to him, it is, it is written again that you shall not tempt the Lord your God. So that is going to be you know, tempting God. Many of us like, some people, you like, if God can do this, if God, that's tempting God. Now it has to do with how renewed is your mind. If you know God can do it, you will be at peace. What the Bible say in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. He said that what? For God has not given us what? The spirit of what? Fear. But he has given us that of what? You know, Samuel is the last one. Let's go to the first. Love of power and what? Of a sound mind. So that's what he has given. So you are not scared. You are not scared. You are just, you know, moving with ease. And so why would you prove? I'm telling you, bro, if Jesus Christ had done that, you know, that's tempting God. For Jesus, of course, he knew better. Amen. The next one, and the devil took him up again on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. The question is, did the enemy have access to all of those things? Yes. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. He said that what? The God of this world has what? Blinded the hearts of so many so that they're not be able to what? receive this gospel. So there's a God of this world. And remember, there was a transaction in Genesis chapter 3 when you know, the enemy took responsibility for everything. But Adam did not take responsibility and then there was a transaction and the enemy became, you know, he took charge of everything. So the devil knew what he was saying. It was correct. And why is this a spiritual temptation here? It's because, you know, this was the only purpose Jesus Christ, the main purpose he came for. See, for God so what loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever what believeth in him shall not what perish but what have everlasting life. So he so loved the world, he wants to save the world. And now the devil is telling you, open check, just bow down, I'll give you the word you came for. Why are you making this journey too long? But it's a twister, he will not give the word. The moment Jesus would bow down automatically, he now has what more power over Jesus. Because Jesus is now the son of God is bowing before the devil and that's his only so he twists the truth, he keeps twisting the truth and that's his the Bible says in the book of um, John chapter 8 verse 44, he said you belong to your father the devil and not you people he was talking to the, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees he says and you want to carry out your father's desires he was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth for there is no truth in him, when he lies he speaks his, late, his native language that he lies his native language for he's a liar and the father of all lies. So he keeps lying. Look at what it says in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. It says, but put on the, the full armor of God so that you may what, be able to take your stand against the devil's schemes, the schemes of the devil, the wiles of the enemy. So he brings up schemes. And so we are out, you know, to outmatch the devil. That's why renewing our mind is important. That's why knowing the word of God for ourselves is important. When the devil comes, you, you are able to tell this is God, but this is the devil. So the devil would never lead you to anything good. Everything is evil. Like, let me go and show that person the lesson. It's not God. I heard a voice that told me, let me go and slap him. It's not God. It's of the devil. Like, I will show him today. Some people, like, you know, somebody is overtaking you. You know, some people like, you know, driving fast. They can never withstand, you know, another person overtaking them. They were doing, say, who is that? I will show this person I'm mad. It's not God, though. 
It's, it's the devil. And before you knew, accident, bam. And what happened? That, that's all the devil wants. So every time, you know, the, be mindful of the kind of voices you hear. Because the devil, he speaks. He's, he's never quiet. He's just, he said that he's running about looking for which He's going, going, going. Anybody that gives him attention, he, he, he responds. But we, we are to what? We are to resist him. When Jesus Christ, you know, finished with him, what did Jesus Christ tell him? Jesus Christ asked him to get out. Yeah, and you have that same power to ask him to get out, he's going to get out. Like, just get, you, the, many of us, we are at the mercy of the devil. We are not supposed to be at the mercy of the devil. He's supposed to be, he's scared of you. As far as you are on earth here and you are born again, he's scared of you. But he's so excited when you don't know your authority. He's so excited. He's like, one good illustration I always give is, imagine many of us, when, when we're little, we had um, drivers in our, house, in our houses. And you enter, you know, the car, the driver like, my friend, stop making noise. You are still a little boy, what would you do? You keep quiet, you know, anything. but then when you grow up to a stage, you are like, driver, pack, 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 pack. Because of what? What happened? Yeah, you have grown to a point you now know your authority. Some drivers, some cooks, they cannot talk to you anywhere in front of your parents when you are still little. But uh, when your parents are not around, they, what, they talk to you anywhere. My friend, get out of this place. Shh, shh, shut up. But then when you grow up to the point, you, you are the one now telling me to shut up. And that is growth. So you grow to a point, you now know your power. You know the power you have. And so we resist him. We tell him, shh. And he keeps like, like, remember what Jesus Christ, uh, what happened? The man who was possessed with Legion. And the devil started asking, he said, please don't cast us back to hell yet. See, those, those pigs, they are just put on us, release us there. And they went there. So that is how we are supposed to be operating here. Amen. So that means I'm not, we are talking about God's voice. Amen. Um, so, under the indications or indicators, the Bible says in the book of 1 John 5, verse 7, says that there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. The Bible says in um, John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was, was God. So that Word became flesh and was dwelling amongst us. So that Word is Jesus Christ. The Word is the Word of God. So, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit bear witness in heaven. So these three together, they are one. And so when we know their nature, all three together, they actually have similar natures. And the Word of God has, you know, has opened to us, you know, inside the Word of God, we're able to know how they operate. And one major thing that is consistent with, his father, with the Father is what? His love. God is love. 1 John chapter 5, chapter 4. Let me read from verse 16 to 19. Uh, verse 16, 19 to 20. It says, and so we know that, so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God and yet hates his brother, a brother or a sister, is a liar. And who is the father of the liars? He's the devil. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. 1 Corinthians 13 verse um, let me go to go to 13. 1 Corinthians uh, 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14. We read it every every Sunday when we are closing church. What is it? The grace of our who? Lord Jesus Christ. The love of who? Of God. Who is, the, who is this God here? The love of who? Of the Father and the fellowship, the intimate fellowship of who? The Holy Spirit. Be with us now forevermore. So, 
God the Father is love. And we can see the character of love. One good place is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 8. He says, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. So, anything, any voice you are hearing that is not patient, you know, you are in a hurry. Ah, that's not God. Like, that's not God. Like, calm down. There's only peace with God. He tells you to do this. You just do it. Anytime that is now putting you under pressure, maybe you have been in disobedience for a very long time. For example, like me, I told you guys already. Us, he now, or he knows your nature. He knows that you, this one, is stubborn. If I take, I must push him like this. Amen. So, love is kind. Everything God says to you is kind. There's no wickedness in it. It does not envy. It, um, it does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. So the voice you are hearing is connected to dishonoring people. Dishonoring people. It is not God. It's the devil, or it's your flesh. Amen. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. If that voice you are hearing has to do with anger, it's not God. Drop it. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So every voice you are hearing, just always check it with this, with this parameter of love. Check it with the lens of love. Is this God? Is this really God? Somebody is telling, you know, somebody uh, said that, oh, God told him to divorce his wife right now and fold on that. That is not God, it's the devil. Amen. Because there's no, you say, when two come together, they shall be what? They shall become one. And so, why are you going to leave that, uh, that woman with, with the children? Why are you going to do that? To, you know, slap, you know, I heard a boy that says, slap her very well. Teacher, it's not God, it's the devil. Amen. There are people who say things like that. And also the will of the Father, there's a will of the Father. And one very, one most, should I say, the strongest will of the Father is thanks. Thanksgiving, God loves praise and blessing. The Bible says, uh, uh, Psalms chapter 150, verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise me. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, it says that this is the conclusion of the whole matter. That is the whole duty of man. That we should what? We should fear God and what? Keep his commandments. That fear here is reverence. That is, we should honor God and keep his commandments. So there's a command he has instructed us to. Another thing also is what? is the great commission. That is his will. Say, go and witness to this person. Go and speak to this person. Lead him to Christ. He's God that is not, not the devil. Because the devil will not tell you to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Amen. Go and do like every time. Go and pray for this person. Last week I gave all this testimony of how, you know, God asked me to pray for a lady, and which I did. So that thing, that prompting is from God. Go and pray. And the more, the thing is, let me also tell you something about the voice of God. The more you practice, the more you grow in hearing His voice, the more it becomes clearer to you. Now you can, you know, you've been working with God, just like your father, you and your, your dad. The more you people communicate together, the more you understand Him. Even amongst friends, the more you communicate with your friend, the more you practicalize, the more what you know that your friend. Medicine, for example, is they call it medical what? Medical practice. It's not about the old theory. There's a lot of practice. You can, you know, no theory. Show me. And do you know where you show the, the people? Your patients. Like, it's not about what. Ta, 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 show me the patients. Some people, some people are higher killers. They're all killing patients everywhere. Show me the Are they fine? 
at the end of the day that you are practicing as a doctor. So the more you practice, that, means, that is to say you don't know it all. You keep knowing every day. The more you practice, the more you know. So the same thing with the voice of God. The more you exercise, the more you grow. And when you put all these indicators, it comes to a point whereby you don't even need to, you know, be, uh, what they call it, mechanical about checking the indicators. It just happens, you know, freely. Amen. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, it's instant. Hallelujah. You don't need to say, okay, envy, check. Uh, dishonor, check. You don't need to, you know, one, one, one. But if you want to do that from the beginning stage, no problem. But, you know, the word of God becomes so rooted in you. So grounded that you know that this is the voice of God. The second one, the second main point on the indicator is the Son of God, Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God. And everything, Jesus has a will. And everything, everything in the Bible speaks about the person Jesus Christ. And when you check it, if Jesus was in this situation, what would he do? What would he do? And it just helps you. You know, can Jesus go to a place like this? And if he enters this kind of place, what is he going to do here? Amen. Is it going there to act like the people who is been there for transformation? One very good example I'll give to us concerning the kind of places. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 9, Jesus Christ went you know, over to the uh, tax collectors' groups. In those days, the tax collectors were the biggest sinners in those days. Nobody liked them. Like they, because it, they were not working, but they were just receiving tax, and they were not paying the government correctly, so they were enriching themselves. So people never liked them. They saw them as the worst of sinners in those days. And Jesus Christ went over there, and so he, him going there, he went there for a mission. And then he saw them and said, follow me. And they followed him. The next thing, he found himself in their house. And they began to eat together. And the Pharisees said that, ah, what kind of person is this one? This is your master that is eating with, uh, uh, what they call it, with sinners. And then he said that somebody who doesn't, somebody who is sick in the body is the one that needs help. The person who is not sick in the body doesn't need help. These people, they need help. That's why I'm here. But some of us, when we go into bad places, the people begin to show us. They, we follow them. But they don't follow us. Amen. So, I'll give you one example. Let me shake one strong table right now. Jesus, if he was here, he would go to the club. If he was here on it, he would go to the club. But as he's entering the club, everybody, they are following him. But some of us, the club people, teachers, I'll you know, dance like this, drink like this, yeah. And then they say, oh, post, hey, you... You even know the ones that maybe it's their first time or second time in club. People are like, hey, this is... <laughs> Amen. So, these are the points some people are looking at me like, like, look me very well. Amen. So, the motive, if it was in your situation, what would you do? If you, if you was not as strong, like, look, for the first 30 years, it was never written he went to tax collector's boots because he was going through preparation. But when he was perfected, he went there because he knew they could not influence him, only influence them. Amen. So these are the things. Have you grown to that particular stage where, like me, I, right now, if I go there, they might not follow me like that. Amen. So I will not bother myself right now. Amen. So there's a young man is about to graduate right now. And every time, you know, when I graduated, uh, he's graduating this uh, winter. Uh, when I graduated, it was like, he's going to give me a treat. And one of the one of these is like, Pastor, do you drink? I like drink what? He said, alcohol. I said, no. He said that people can just hang out and drink. Nobody will know. I said, hey, hey, hey. I don't I don't do I don't do that. 
He's <laughs> a very nice person, very truthful person. There was one day, you know, after his exam, I just said, well, How are you? How's the exam? He said, The exam was good. They cheated. And I'm like, it's just an innocent person. Like, you act so, act so innocent. And I'm like, My mind, like, Oh, okay. <laughs> not like I'm okay with this sin, but man, do you understand me? I'm not verifying cheating here. Amen. Just talking about his innocence. And that's, you know, that's the whole point here. That's the whole point that I'm, you know, passing across. So what would Jesus do in that situation? There are so many of us, we are suppliers of things. Like, stop that supply in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know what you are supplying, but stop it in Jesus' name. Amen. The third one is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit everything about the Holy Spirit is peaceful. It's so sweet. Uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and what we like that part, and the what sweet fellowship, so sweet. For so many of us, we anger that same Holy Spirit. We like, look, you know, your body is the temple of God. We know that very. Is there anybody who's hearing that for the first time? But we carry this body that is the temple of God everywhere, anywhere. Like, let me give you one on that illustration again. Oh my God, illustrations are just flowing so nice. Um, Watchman gave this illustration. I've given it maybe probably this is the fourth time I'm saying it. And he said something. He said, Imagine, let me put it in ruble terms now, or let me say dollars. Imagine ruble and dollars. Imagine if you have 10 rubles in your pocket right now, and uh, you have that 10 rubles. Will you be conscious of the fact that you have 10 rubles? If somebody touches you right now, you, know that you will not check the 10 rubles. Everything is, everything is, is fine. Though you'll be limited because 10 rubles cannot even buy bus fare. So you become a trekker. You just, you know, keep trekking and everything. But, like, you can even be depressed because you have 10 rubles. Amen. But now imagine if you have, you know, $5,000 here, $5,000 here. Even as we are praising in church, if somebody just, hey, like, like, guy, dance your dance. <laughs> even inside, like, or if you enter the street, you know, you're just, you will never enter public bus. Even the tax itself, you check very well. You are so conscious of the fact that there's what? Something important inside of you. Not everybody can shake you. Not because you are proud but <laughs> like you are protecting something. And the same way when you are conscious of the king of kings that God is living inside of you. You'll be so conscious of that. If I ask you, are you born again in this place? People are like, I'm born again. But you see some born again like this, they are looking like born against. Like everything against God, that is what they manifest. And do you have the same Holy Is this the same Holy Spirit that is inside this person that is inside? Like the same Holy Spirit that was inside Jesus. Like some people, you know, we have that beginning salvation talk, like saved by grace. He's paid it all. So people say, even the one I'll do tomorrow, he has paid for it. Like everything correct. He said, if you check my record in heaven, it's white. Every only good things are there. But you calm down if you are conscious of that white, walk in the white walk in the reality of that wine. Amen. So the Holy Spirit, glory to God, I'm about to round up. I didn't know, that means I'm doing only indicators today. Glory. So, he has a nature. Go to Galatians chapter 5 verse 17. I'm just going to read what the Holy Spirit expresses. Galatians chapter 5. Don't forget, I'm talking about indica indicators of the voice of God. How to tell, is this really God? This is just my flesh for the devil. 
Bible says from verse 17, for the spirit, for the flesh lost against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So they are not together. They are two opposite things. So that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Like there's no, you cannot, what they call it, you cannot argue about it. If you know this is flesh, this is flesh. Which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions. If, for example, uh, you want to be a governor, and the only reason why you want to be a governor is to embezzle money. It's not God. That is not God that they, so that you know uh, what is let me just say, for example, let me use people of the other religion say, all these Muslims, they are taking the whole position in this country, they are oppressing us. And you, you, your only intention, you say that, so, you know, Christians, vote for me, vote for me. But inside you, deep down, it's, it's time, man. There are some of us, you know, once our uncles are in any political position, we just say, this is our time to cipher. God will not bless that. It's not God that led you there. Amen. This is our time has come. They begin to steal for children, children, children. There are some people they, they stole to a point that they are still looking for the wealth they stole. We don't know where it is. And so that is so if it's just selfish ambition. Some of you, you are in medicine just to make money. Selfish ambition. Say, so like, okay, make money for what? The only thing you know to show them. I will build a house here. The reason why you are going to build that house in village is to show everybody in that village that you are, that, that's why they are killing them, that they are doing all those things. Like, okay, we shall see. We'll do and that one, God is, you know, but God is still merciful. He used to save some people like that. Amen. So what are you, what's the reason for doing that? And the voice you are hearing, I heard the voice that told me, check it very well. Amen. It says, envy, mothers, that is murders, not murders. <laughs> uh, okay. Drunkenness, oh Lord, hallelujah. Reveries and like and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, verse 22 says, But the fruit of the hope of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness, self-control. Somebody writes you a message like this and mm, like your, you, you have a paragraph inside of you that you're about to release. Calm down. Many of us, we do things that we regret later. We begin to regret. Like, why did I do this? Or why did I, just calm down. Like, we say things about people we even love. We love this person so much, but we say so much evil about the person. And we go back and begin to regret it. No. Like, or should I say, you claim you love the person. Amen. So they will claim they love this person. But when it comes to this person's matter, so, oh, every weakness or every problem that person had in life that they had told you before, you begin to, like, you, you drop it like money, like you're in a casino card. Just drop it. Or some people change, you know, give me your hand, give me my own. Like, they compare no, they, no, just calm down. Amen. Love till the very end. Amen self-control. Against such there is no law and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. 
if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Let it be a reality in our life. So everything God tells you is consistent with the Holy Spirit. It's consistent with the heart of the Spirit of God. It's consistent with the mind of God. And so, if he tells you pray for this person, that is God. Like, you just begin to pray. Go and bless this person with this thing. Even if it's your last time, amen, like, sorry, I say even if it's your last, I'm telling you, even many people have gone like that and that's why they were so blessed. Because they gave their own, their last. And God sees that sacrifice and it is consistent with the word of God. Oh, this person is, you know, this, like, like, just, so, let me ask you a question, very simple question here. Have you ever been the, uh, uh, the point you begin to say something bad about somebody and there's still something inside of you telling you, calm down, stop. So, so for me, they've never said anything bad about anybody. But it's still telling you, eh? It's still telling you, stop. But you're not, like, you're, you're, you're just really say stop. You're not yet, stop. Amen. Before you know it is too late, amen. So, just everything about God, you know, when God is speaking, that is God. That is God. Uh, by God's grace, you know, because there is no time right now, by God's grace on Thursday, we're going to talk about the mediums, you know, the, the ways in which we hear God, in which, in which God speaks to us. I'm going to give us about seven of them, and they are very practical. Visions, dreams, trances, all of this. I'm going to explain all of this. I'm going to go very deep on Thursday and maybe on Sunday I'll just um, give summary of it for like 10 minutes because next week Sunday we have our graduation celebration service. And so just come on Thursday. Kalamaxa 31B, that is where we are meeting this Thursday. If you have exams, after exams, you just come around soaking God's word. So that it's become, who, like, who will be so excited to hear God's voice every time? And you know this is God. And you know, amen. So let's you know, let it be a lifestyle. And that is what is the shepherd. I said that my sheep hears my voice. And this shepherd leads you to green pastures, to where there's protection for food, for everything, everything you need, the clothes, the finances, everything. So it's important every time. And God, it is evident in our time. It's every as a matter of fact, we're supposed to be doing greater work. Jesus Christ said, Greater works than this shall you do. The great, greater works than there's the works that he did, you will do more than those works. But do you know Jesus throughout his journey was dependent on the voice of God? He never did anything without hearing God. And so if he must walk, if he must do greater works, he must hear God also. Every single moment. How sweet it is that you know this morning I'm speaking with God, like you know, these big men who push prayer. You see some people's prayer. I'm not against loud prayers, I pray very loud. I know two people in this church, like sometimes people when you want to ginger them. This one is a lady. She's here right now. She just told her just, like she's talking to me like God. Sometimes I just look at her like this one in a conversation. <laughs> amen. And you know, I'm not the other one too. Ha! It's also conversation. Amen. You know, the Bible says. Since the day of John the Baptist, you know, we like that one. The, the kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent men take it by force. Brethren, pray violently. Ha, ha. Like, I, I saw one video yesterday. Ha, oh my God, just, we know those people. Like, oh, like me, I used to pray like that. You know, maybe it's because I've added small weights. That's why 
I don't. Amen. Some people sweat. It's good. There's nothing bad with that. Some people, their tongue. It's fine. But if only they were also listening. Amen. Because just look at they're harassing God. Like, give me this thing. Give me. Amen. God wants us to talk with him. You know. No, like you know, to have conversation, you don't just shout, 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 and at the end of the day, like, what did you get, bro? Say, God, God help me, <laughs> help me. Like, even though I'm not hear him, he help me. He said, shout, did they hear you in heaven? Amen. He's like, huh? It's fine, no problem. You know all those ginger, they help us also. Amen. They help us. You, say, well, you know when you say God is here. It depends on the God is always is everywhere, amen. So God wants us to, you know, to be proud of his voice. So many people are so scared, they want to tell unbelievers that they, they hear from God. Because you know, atheists they will attack you. Have you seen God? Have you heard from God? They say, like, say, how did you did you did you how did you speak to me? Like, you spoke to my spirit. Like, like, did you did you hear anything? Like, there are open, there are people who have Somewhere in the Bible, he heard all the voice. And he went to Eli and he was like, Did you call me? Like, you called me. He said, No, I don't call them. Tell them to go. That is God's speaking to So, what if voice is also called the voice? It doesn't have, it's not everything, it's not a thing for living. On Thursday, I'm going to explain all of that. All of that I'm going to explain to you. So, just come on Thursday. We are people who hear God. You can just come on, you know, after service, like, just like the story, if God is the one leading it. That, you know, guys, next week Sunday, I'm not telling people, I'm not coming to this thing, I'm not, it's not real. Like, next week Sunday, we'll meet in the location. Like, if that is what God is leading, amen. So that somebody knows that, ah, God did not tell me the place. The place is here, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's what God wants for us, amen. Can we just be on our feet, amen. God is good, Hallelujah. Just worship his holy name. Father, we bless your holy name. Glory to your name, Lord Jesus. We talked about indicators. You're going to pray right now. That you will know God clearly. That you will know him more. You will know him more. You will know him more. That you will know his ways more.
minister and that thing God has promised you, you step into his reality in the name of Jesus. Anyone who has said anything against you that my father in heaven has not said concerning you, it shall not happen. He says, who is he that saith a thing and is coming to pass when the Lord commanded it not? Said over you and your family, would not prevail in the name of Jesus. Only what God says is yours. You are blessed. You are blessed beyond measure in the mighty name of Jesus. And we shout, Amen.